Welcome to day 67 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, David Keefe and Cindy Kemp. Hey, guys. Hello. Good to see you guys. You and uh, fun to read through uh, the book of Acts together. We're one of the most pivotal stories in the book of Acts. Uh, this is where God uh, reveals to Peter uh, that uh, anything that God has made clean cannot be called unclean. And God is about to do a work through the gospel where he makes those who receive the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday we mentioned, it goes all the way back you know, to Paul in Romans, where he describes you know, God's work in the life of Abraham, and he describes God as the one who gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not as though they were. Mm-hmm. And of course that is a picture of the gospel. It gives life to those who are dead and it makes us something we previously mm-hmm. were not. Not because of any work we have done, but because God has declared it so in the Lord Jesus Christ. So this story is, uh, you know, we saw the story in its original version yesterday. It'll be re-rehearsed as the two people meet here, the two primary people meet in the text today. And then tomorrow the story will be retold uh, before the rest of the church, as Peter explains his actions. So three times the story is told in order to drive home the importance of this moment. And matter of fact, uh, Peter will refer to it again uh, in a few chapters later in chapter 15 uh, when they talk about what do we do with Gentiles. And you'll see us going all the way back to this. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We are in uh, Acts chapter 10, picking up at verse 25. Uh, before we read the text, though, let's uh, offer this moment uh, and ourselves to the Lord. Cindy, could you lift us up? Sure. Father, thank you so much for this time in your word. We do pray for our hearts. We pray, Father, that you would open the eyes of our hearts, that we might have clear understanding uh, of what you want to speak to our hearts. And Father, we just thank you that, um, again, that which you have made clean is clean and you have done that work for us and we thank you so be with us now as we look into your word in christ's name amen acts chapter 10 verse 25 the next day peter started out with him and some of the believers from zappa went along the following day he arrived in caesarea cornelius was expecting them and he had called together his relatives and close friends as Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up, stand up. He said, I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You're well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Three days ago I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send a Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and the one who does what is right. You know the message you know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. 
You know what has happened throughout the providence of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he was the one whom God appointed to judge the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for he heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They've received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then he asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Wonderful moment in uh, the story of church history. This is a moment, you know, um, yesterday, as Matt and Katie and I were reading the first half of this, Katie was anxious to get to the second half of it. Well, we're there, Katie. She's so so jealous (laughs) that you guys are getting to deal with it. Uh, Just a a wonderful story that God has orchestrated so beautifully Mm -hmm. uh, from a man who is praying in his home, and he appears to him and said, "Uh, you're... Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial before God, which is a wonderful statement in and of itself. God recognizes and blesses, and our our prayers to Him and also our our acts of kindness, you know, to those around us in, in His in His name. And He tells Him to send for Peter, and of course He's prepared Peter for this moment by. Mm-hmm lowering a sheet three times with unclean things on it, and every time the message is, Peter, don't call anything unclean mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. called clean. Mm-hmm. And so you hear the wonderful work of God as he does. Make clean those who were previously called unclean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Peter's learned the lesson well. Mm-hmm. And in verse 9, the voice back from heaven a second time, do not call anything impure. You know that God is, is made clean. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that was the wrong verse. I actually did flip back. <laughs> uh, I, I, all right, I've lost my place. No, one of the things I think is really a little bit funny here is kind of like what every pastor wants is in verse 33, right? <laughs> That's what so I, I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we're all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord's commanded you to tell us. Oh, like, no. what a receptive <laughs> audience Peter had, which is just so fantastic. But, of course, not what every pastor wants is the... Um, Sermon is interrupted. Yeah. He does not get to finish this. He did get to finish his sermon, which is a fantastic thing. The Holy Spirit, you know, falls mm-hmm. on them. Uh, and they have some of the same, you know, some of the same things you saw at Pentecost. And you re- see a couple of events where, you know, the, the signs of Pentecost are repeated. You've seen it first, mm-hmm. you know, with the Samaritan believers. And so many people kind of label that the Samaritan Pentecost, uh, where for the sake of the Jews who were witnessing this, they could clearly see that God was doing in the Samaritans what he had done in them. Yeah. And now they are clearly seeing, and they're astonished. Mm-hmm. You know, this is beyond their comprehension. Uh, they did envision somehow the Gentiles having a place, but not having a place that was equal to theirs. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing God give to them the very same gifts he gave them 
uh, on Pentecost, including in this particular instance, they're, they're speaking in tongues uh, as well. So the visible signs are, and the visible signs are not things that we should expect. You know, when we come to Christ, uh, you know, there, there may be some. Uh, but uh, the, these are signs, you know, that, that given at this time and this place in order to emphasize with a big exclamation point that God is fulfilling mm-hmm. his Old Testament promises. And, and those are promises that we take by faith when we, mm-hmm. uh, when we pray to receive Christ, knowing that we do receive the Holy Spirit where he comes to us very gently and very quietly or m- more phenomenally. Uh, we leave, you know, we leave that up to the Lord. And I love too. I mean, what an amazing shift for Peter and these men because all their lives, you know, learning the law, learning that Gentiles are, you know, unclean and not to have anything to do with them. And what an immediate shift for them that they they embrace and they needed to see this all happening in, in um, the work of the Spirit. Uh, but I think that's just how it is with the Lord. I mean, you come to Christ, He, sa- he saves you, and there's a, just a shift in your thinking, which, um, yeah, is, is something that uh, I really appreciate that Peter had to experience here. Yeah. They should have known through the Old Testament that when they were unclean, God made them clean yeah. through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's exactly what is happening here is God has made these clean, you know, through the, you know, through the sacrifice of Jesus. I love the story, you know, that he was, you know, starting to tell about who Jesus was, what yeah. Jesus did, how he was crucified, uh, how he had given the gifts uh, of the Holy Spirit. He is the one who would judge, mm-hmm. you know, the living and dead. These are parts of the gospel that a lot of times we, we don't think, you know, God has rescued us, you know, from the coming judgment. Mm-hmm. you know which we deserve so these are parts of the gospel a lot of times we don't incorporate in the way we tell the story mm-hmm. but he's telling a beautiful story there and i love as well that you know just with the gospel and, and the redemption that it brings to obviously men and women but also to creation and to humanity that these things that once were very divisive of race and ethnicity yeah. are now actually mm-hmm. coming together mm-hmm. under the banner of the gospel mm-hmm. and that there's no more favoritism and that you know, Peter here's realizing that mm-hmm. God accepts, you know, from every nation and that anyone and everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness mm-hmm. of sin. So just love getting to see that reconciling piece of the gospel, bringing people mm-hmm. who were supposed to be separated because of sin and, and, and ugliness are now brought back together which is so cool to see and we mentioned that you know we mentioned this a lot there was a it was visible in the temple mm-hmm. uh, the gentiles could you know uh, become god fearers and could even you know convert to judaism but they would could only go so far they could go to the court of gentiles and then there was a court of women as well and then uh, and a further court in was a court of men who were in good standing and then you go a little bit further in as the holy place where the priests did their work and sacrifices were made in the holy of holies. And, and so there's a great distance from the Gentiles to the presence of God. Yeah. And that's what Paul has in mind in Ephesians when he said he broke down the dividing walls mm-hmm. to make the two into one, one man, yeah. one new person. Mm-hmm. And so it's more than just abolishing, uh, you know, ethnic differences mm-hmm. that's uniting them as, as one person, one new new kind of creature mm-hmm. you know, in Christ Jesus. Hmm. So beautiful. 
No, and I love that. And, and that's what he says in Ephesians 2, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law and its with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two. How beautiful is that? And then for Peter to say, you know, in 47, that surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized. No, yeah, no one can stand in the way of God's work, yeah. which is kind of cool. And, of course, that's a question, you know, that the uh, Ethiopian eunuch, you mm-hmm. know, asked mm-hmm. Philip, is there anything standing in the way? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, you know, what would keep me from entering into, right. yeah. uh, you know, full membership of this body? Is, is there something else I need mm-hmm. to do? Are there other membership qualifications? <laughs> and, uh, of course, the thing, you know, the thing for them was, that, you know, God has poured out his spirit on them. And that was the ultimate end time gift the giving of the holy spirit which is the beginning of god restoring all things as he pours out his mm-hmm. spirit you have isaiah you know these uh visions of the spirit being poured out on the earth and renewing the entire earth and and mm-hmm. so that is beginning in believers mm-hmm. uh, we are renewed we are refreshed in the holy spirit uh that was part of the message you know that peter you know gave us early repent then and turn to the lord so that times of refreshing or renewal mm-hmm. uh, may mm-hmm. come and so, if he has given them that gift, then he has he has included them. And mm-hmm. if God has included them, who are we, you know, to stand in the way? No, absolutely. Yeah. And then they invite him to stay a few days. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to. What know, happened there? We would love to know more. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I imagine it was three, four days of just uh, telling stories about Jesus and the yeah. Old Testament and teaching them and grounding them in their faith and eating some good and food <laughs> they were from uh, you know he was from the italian regiment so yes. oh, wow. uh, probably spaghetti and pizza carbs and uh, all, all carbs. kinds of you know, good things pizza. <laughs> going on there but, an, love, but an even greater feast yeah exactly. you know from from the world how fun and you know luke kind of highlights too just kind of two extremes we tend to take as 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 people is you know in verse 25 when Peter enters Cornelius' house, you know, he falls at his feet, and Peter, get up, come on, I'm only a man, you know, so this kind of mm-hmm. human worship side of things, but then also Peter's tendency to look down at others, you know, kind of over-elevate and under-elevate, and then the gospel comes in right in the middle of that and provides actually the true answer, that we don't right. over-elevate people, we don't under-elevate them, but we see them through the lens of the gospel, right, right. Um, which puts us obviously at equal footing, and mm-hmm. that, you know, there's no racial mm-hmm. or ethnic barriers or dividing walls anymore because of Jesus so we don't have to sinfully over elevate and under elevate but the gospel mm-hmm. calls us to actually how to treat our fellow man mm-hmm. absolutely so good. Heavenly Father we thank you that you have made us clean through the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. we thank you that uh, through sacrifice the altar was atoned for the tabernacle was atoned for and the worshipers were atoned for and we thank you that all of these are a picture of what you have done how you have taken those who were unclean uh, and you have a tendency to call other people unclean Mm -hmm. and you have made us clean thank you for the work of christ in us to reconcile us to you and for the work in us to reconcile us to each other in christ Mm -hmm. jesus it's in your holy name we pray amen